Okay, boys, I'm recording this while you guys are sleeping right now. It's the middle of the night, and um, tomorrow I'm flying all day, and so I'm not going to be able to read you the story in the evening. And so I'm recording some of these early, just so I make sure that um, you guys have these stories in the evening. So if you guys remember where we left off, this chapter is called Railroad Camp. Early the next morning, they were all in the wagon going west. Grace sat between Ma and Pa on the spring seat, and Carrie and Laura sat with Mary between them on the board across the wagon box. Traveling on the cars was rich and swift, but Laura preferred the wagon. For this one day's trip, Pa had not put on the cover. The whole sky was overhead, and the prairie stretched away on all sides with farms scattered over it. The wagon went slowly, and so there was time to see everything, and they could talk comfortably together. The only noise was the horse's feet clip-cropping and the little creak sounds of the wagon. Pa said that Uncle High had finished his first contract and was moving to to a new camp further west. He said, The man have cleared out already. There's only a couple of teamsters left besides the Dosia family. Folks have the last, they'll have the last of the shanties down and be hauling off the lumber in a couple of days. Are we moving on too? Ma asked. In a couple of days, yes, Pa answered. He had not looked for a homestead yet. He would get one further west. Laura did not find much to see out loud for Mary. The horses followed the road, and that went straight across the plain. Always beside it was the railroad grade of raw earth. To the north of the fields and the houses were the same as at home, except they were newer and smaller. The freshness of the morning wore off. All the time, little jolts and jiggles came up from the wagon through the hard board that they were sitting on. It seemed that the sun had never climbed so slowly. Carrie sighed. She peeked her little face. Her peaked little face was pale, but Laura could do nothing for her. Laura and Carrie must sit on the ends of the board and the jiggle was the hardest, because Mary must be in the middle. At last the sun was overhead, and Pa stopped the horses by a little creek. It was good to feel still. The little creek talked to itself, and the horses munched their oats in the feed box at the back of the wagon. And on the warm grass, Ma spread the cloth and opened the lunch box. And there was bread and butter and good hard-boiled eggs, with pepper and salt in a paper, to dip the bitten eggs into. Noon ended too soon. Pa led the horses to drink from the creek, while Ma and Laura picked up the eggshells and bits of paper to leave the place tidy. Pa hitched the horses to the wagon again, and sang out, All aboard! Laura and Carrie wished they could walk for a while. But they did not say so. They knew that Mary could not keep up with the wagon. And they would not let her sit in it alone and blind. 
They helped her climb up and sat down beside her on the board. The afternoon was longer than the morning. Once Laura said, I thought we were going west. We are going west, Laura, Pa said surprised. I thought it would be different, Laura explained. Just you wait till you get out to the beyond the settled country, Pa said. At once Carrie sighed. I'm tired. But she straightened up quickly and said, Not so very tired. Carrie did not mean to complain. One little jolt is nothing at all. They had hardly noticed two miles and half of the little jolts when they rode into the town of Plum Creek. But all of the little jolts from sunrise to noon, and then all the little jolts from noon to sunset, are tiring. Dark came, and still the horses kept plodding on, and the wheels kept turning, and the hard board went on jarring. Stars were overhead, and the windy wind was chilly. They would all have been asleep if the jolting board had let them sleep. For a long time, nobody said anything. Then Pa said, There's the light of the shanty. Far ahead, there was a little twinkle on the dark land. The stars were larger, but their lights were cold. And the twinkly lights were warm. It's a little yellow spark, Mary, Laura said. It's shining from far away in the dark to tell us to keep on coming. There's a house there, and folks, and supper, said Mary. Aunt Dorcia is keeping supper hot for us. Very slowly, the light twinkled larger. It began to shine steady, and around, and after a long time, it was square-cornered. You can see it's a window now, Laura told Mary. It's in a long, low house, and there are two other long, low, dark houses in the dark. That's all I can see. That's all of the camp, Pa said. He told the horses, whoa. The horses stopped right then, without another stop. step. The jiggling and jolting stopped. Everything stopped. There was only the still, cold dark. The lamplight flared out of the doorway, and Aunt Dosia was saying, Come right in, Caroline and girls, hurry, put up the, your team, Charles. Supper's waiting. The chilly dark had settled in on Laura's bones. Mary and Carrie moved stiffly, too, and they stumbled, yawning. In the long room, the, the lamp shone on the long table and benches and rough board walls, and it was warm there and smelled of supper on the stove. Aunt Dosia said, Well, Lena and Jean, aren't you going to say anything to your cousins? How do you do, Lena said. And Lara and Mary and Carrie all said, How do you do? Jean was the only... Jean was only a little boy, 11 years old, but Lena was a year older than Laura. Her eyes were black and snappy, and her hair was black as black could be, and it curled naturally. And the short wisps curled around her forehead, and the top of her head was wavy, and the ends of her braids were round curls. Laura liked her. Do you like to ride horseback? she asked Laura. We've got two black ponies. We ride them, and I can drive them too. 
Gene can't because he's too little. Pa won't let him take the buggy, but I can, and tomorrow I'm going for washing, and you can come if you want to do. Do you? Yes, said Laura. If Ma will let me. She was too sleepy to ask how they could go in a buggy for the washing. She was too sleepy. Oh, she was so sleepy that she could hardly stay awake to eat her supper. Uncle High was fat and good-natured and easy-going. Aunt Dosia talked very fast. Uncle High tried to calm her down, but every time he tried, Aunt Dosia only talked faster. She was angry because Uncle High had worked hard all summer and had nothing to show for it. He worked like a nailer all summer, she said. He's even worked his own teams on the grade, and both of us saving and scrimping and pinching till the job was finished, and now it's finished, and the company says we owe them money. They say we're in debt to, to them for our summer's hard work, and on top of that, they want us to take out another contract, and High says, and High takes it, and that's what he does. He takes it. Uncle High tried to calm her down again, and Laura tried to stay awake. All the faces wavered, and the voices voice raveled out thin. Then she her neck jerked and her jerked her head up. When supper was over, she staggered up to help do the dishes, but Aunt Osia told her and Lena to run along to bed. There was no room in Aunt Dosia's beds for Laura and Lena, nor for Jean. He was going to stay in the bunkhouse with the men, and Lena said, Come along, Laura. We're going to sleep in the office tents. Outdoors was very large and dim and chilly. The bunkhouse lay low and dark under the big sky, and the little office tent was was in the starlight. It seemed far away from the from the lamp-lit shanty. The tent was empty, and there was only a glass grass underfoot and canvas walls sloping up to peak overhead. Laura felt lost and lonesome. She would not have minded sleeping in the wagon, but she did not like to sleep on the ground in a strange place, and she wished Pa and Ma were there. Lena thought it was great fun to sleep in the tent. She flopped down right away on the blanket spread on the ground. Laura mumbled sleepily. Don't we undress? For what for? Lena said. You only have to put your clothes on again in the morning. Besides, there aren't any covers. So Laura lay down on the blanket and was sound asleep. Suddenly she jerked awake with a frightful start. From the huge blackness of the night came a wild, shrill howl. It was not an Indian. It was not a wolf. Laura did not know what it was. Her heart stopped beating. Ah, oh, you can't scare us, Lena called out, she said to Laura. It's Jean. He's trying to scare us. Jean yelled again, but Lena shouted, Run away, little boy. I wasn't brought up in the woods to be scared by an owl. Yeah, Jean called back, and Laura began to unstiffen and fell asleep. Okay, they made it to the... To the railroad camp. The next chapter is called Black Pony. The Black Ponies. 
Sleep well, boys. I love you so much.